of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a seat. Good morning. Sometimes people ask preachers where they get their material from, and sometimes the answer is right under our own roofs in our own homes. And that is the case this morning. There are two images I want to give you as we kind of go through and engage this gospel text in Luke chapter 10. Mary, Martha, and Jesus, we know this story well. And I want you, as I give these images to you, I want you to kind of take one in each hand and I want you to hold them out in front of you and have them look back at you and read you. I want them to kind of look at you and look at your life so that as we go through this and we kind of discuss all of this, these images can look at you and see what they see. Can we try that? Normally we're reading scripture. We're going to let things, something read us today and see how we're doing and where we go. So the first image is last summer. Uh, we had a little dinner party at our house. It was sort of the first time we had anything happening sort of during the pandemic. We had a, uh, a couple over, a friend of mine and his wife and their kids, and we met in the backyard. I'd been practicing the my hibachi skills on the griddle, big old griddle, and uh, I was ready to, you know, I was going to try it out. And I didn't care about my, my buddy. He and I always send each other barbecue pics of stuff we've grilled or smoked. But it was his wife I kind of wanted to impress because she, she trained as a, as a chef in Paris. So I was, I was like, okay, we're going to make this happen. No pressure, but there was. And so they got there and I started making sure they had the right drinks and their kids were taken care of and then I got to going. And I fried that rice. I threw the egg and it fell on the ground with great imprecision. I got the steak going, I got the chicken going, I ran back inside make sure everybody had something to drink, and I could hear around me really good conversation. I could hear laughter, I could hear a story being told, I could hear the uh, kids splashing behind in the pool, I could hear the tone of the conversation go up and down and get real serious for a minute as I was doing my thing. And we got done, and I said, okay. And they said, thanks, goodbye, we have to go, it's 10 o'clock. <laughs> I had missed the whole night. I was aware of good things happening, but wasn't really a part of those. That's your first image. Second image. During the pandemic, we adopted a third dog. Her name is Dolly, Pandemic Dolly. She's now two years old, and all she wants to do from the minute she wakes up in the morning to the minute she goes to sleep is be near us. Be right there. If I'm reading in the living room, she's literally laying with her, her face, chin on my foot. She just wants to be near. Or if she sees my wife walk across, she may follow her and see what she's up to. Just wants to be right next to her. Or if our daughter is watching a movie... There's a good chance that Dolly is on the couch with her watching the movie. All she wants to do is be near. She doesn't want to miss out on anything that we might do or say that involves her at all. So that's all she wants to do. She's an amazing dog. The other dogs, you've got to do something for them, like scratch their tummy or you know, give them a treat. This dog, however, just wants to be near. 
That's your second image. So there you go. There are two images. Those are two different ways to spend time. On the one hand, we have the busy host who's so busy doing all the stuff, he misses the whole evening. The whole purpose of the evening was to re-engage and hang out with our friends and talk and laugh and share stories and catch up to be with each other, to show hospitality for sure. But the point was to be with them. This, of course, is who Martha is in the gospel story. She's so busy, she missed out on time with Jesus. On the other hand, the image of our dear dog, Dolly, depicts total interest and engagement. And wherever we go, whatever we do, Dolly wanted to be there, she didn't want to miss it. And that, of course, in the gospel is sort of represented by Mary, who sits at Jesus' feet, bearing it, soaking it all in, being near. So this lesson is short and is pretty straightforward. We could probably just end the sermon here after having paraphrased the story. But we all know this very simple lesson. This isn't a hard lesson. This isn't a crazy parable that we have to kind of figure out. This is an easy lesson. Don't frantically go through life missing out on the relationship that God wants to have for, with you through Jesus. Instead, realize he's there, sit at his feet, pursue him. That's why he came. So put a little bow on that. Now, I would say it's a little hard to speculate here, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mary and Martha were human beings, and they were friends of Jesus, but they were also amazed at who he was. They were not unlike all the people that would follow him from town to town just to hear what he had to say. Some people, of course, would just touch his cloak and they'd be healed. They were, these, Mary and Martha weren't immune to knowing that he was amazing, that he was God incarnate and the Messiah who has come. So I guarantee you, I would bet money that when they got together and said, you know what, we should invite Jesus over. When that happened, I bet you that Martha didn't say, I can't wait for him to get there so I miss out on him. That didn't happen. And yet, it did. And we know what that's like. We can miss things in life, and we do, even though afterward we're like, why did I do that? Why did I choose to miss out and, and get busy doing something else? I really, really cared about that. Well, this is what happens. My question this morning is, why do we do that? But the bigger question, more importantly, is what did Martha miss out on? And why does that matter? So there are three things I'm going to do this morning. I'm going to, we're going to, as we go through this and we think about how to, to deal with this, I'm going to give you three things to think about. The first one is going to be kind of the foundation upon which the second one will rest, and then the third one sort of rests on the second one, sort of an increasing foundational house, right? Okay. First, we have to admit, time is limited. No matter how long or how short you live on this planet, time is finite. It's not infinite. There's a certain number of seconds in a minute, in a day, or in an hour in a day, and we get up, we go to work, we do whatever we do, we go home, we go to bed, we wake up and we do it again. 
We can't not spend time. Time is spent all the time. We can plan to spend it. We can choose how to spend it. But we, it gets spent whether we decide to spend it or not. Ever get to the end of the day and you're like, where'd the time go? Man, I just wasted a day. Or I enjoyed wasting the day, but the day's gone anyway. Even choosing to not choose is a choice. Ever, ever realize that? I'm not going to choose. Well, that's a choice too. So you can, go, you can choose to do X, Y, or Z all day. It doesn't matter. Time gets spent. We all have this universal commodity. We all have it. And it matters how we spend it because this is all we have. It's all we've got. So the first thing is time. Admit that time is limited and that it matters that it's to some extent what we do with our time. Secondly, we've, if that's true, then we've got to plan to use it wisely. We've got to live on purpose. There's a book that came out years and years ago. If you've heard of this book and this author, you know what I'm talking about. It became one of the most important books in church building, purpose-driven life. Remember that? It became a whole phenomenon. It's now a classic. It's old. Rick Warren is still doing church out on the West Coast. But the purpose-driven life and then the book Purpose-Driven Church, you may... Agree or disagree with lots of what he said, but you would agree with his premise. It matters what we do with our life. And since it matters, that time matters, it matters that we have a purpose and that our life is driven by that purpose. So we get it done. So we don't just get drawn into anything that comes up. Because the world will be happy to give you your purpose. And it'll tell you everything that you need. You'll leave this church today, it'll be on billboards. It'll pop up on your, uh, your smartphone commercials. It'll be everywhere you look, trying to engage you, trying to get you to value it so much, to peddle itself to you so much, that once you're down that road, you end up finding your value based on how much you have bought into what the world is trying to sell you. And once you hit that, watch out, because you'll never get enough. You'll never, ever reach wholeness, because that's not how the world works. It has something else to sell you after you've bought what you've bought. Time flies. You ever heard that phrase? When we first had our our daughter, everybody offers advice. For those of you who have kids, do you remember that? People that you barely knew had lots to tell you about children. And they're not wrong. Time flies. I think the best wisdom there is somebody said, well, when you think you've taken enough pictures, just know that you haven't. You'll thank me later. I thought that, you know, I'm like, that's still the truest thing anybody's ever said. But I panic now with Vera, who is nine and a half, and I try to, I try to stop her from growing up, not because I don't want her to experience life. On the contrary, I want that to happen. But it's happening so fast. And I don't want to miss it. That's, that's where I am. And, but I can't put time, I can't per, put her in my pocket. It goes. And so it matters. Every moment matters for me. That how we spend time together. And if you, if you don't have kids, or if you've forgotten about that, the image of the college student 
who the night before a, an exam is cramming, 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 and has finally realized, and you ask this question, how did you spend your time this semester? Well, I've only been to class five times. And it's in that moment where they recognize they squandered that valuable commodity. See, this happens. We can take time for granted. We can take our lives for granted. And then we get further down the road and we think, what have I done? So this is a, a great time to say, wait a minute. Time matters. We've got to live on purpose. God put us on this earth to be filled up by him. Live on purpose. And third, if, all, if, if number one and two are even close to being true, number three is this. Be busy doing things that will give you life rather than doing things that will take life from you. Do things that will give you life rather than suck the life out of you. If you've ever seen a Harry Potter movie or read the Harry Potter book, the Dementors come. You remember this imagery? If you haven't, it's scary. And it's kind of what can happen. The Dementor is this big black figure who comes out of the sky and gets right in front of you and then sort of sucks your soul out of your body. We haven't yet watched that with our daughter because I'm afraid of it. <laughs> but the, the soul, the, the essence of the person gets sucked out. This is what can happen if you put all of your hope in the things that the world is trying to peddle you versus sitting at the feet of Jesus as a Christian and following him and listening to him. You've got to be busy doing the right things. And you've got to remember what you know. Jesus came, God, the God of the universe, went way out of his way to come down here to be with you because of love for you, pursuit of you so that you could have life. And as Jesus said, I came that you could have life and have it more abundantly, rather than I came to give you disappointment. I came to give you life. Follow me. I'll make you fish for people. Come through me. I am the gate. The drink that I have will quench your thirst. The food that I have will fill your bellies and your souls. This is the choice. If you're not sitting at the foot of God himself, you're going to end up sitting at the foot of something else. And that's where you've got to be careful. I'm right there with you. I sometimes fall down that, that, that path too. Or I, I forget. Because I like to be liked. I like to be included. I like to be invited to a party. I like people to, you know, treat me well. And when I go down that path and I lose sight that it's really only God who I should be filled by with his, his ways, I can, get, I can get down. There's a long list of things that we were never intended to measure our own life by. Social status, how we look, how much money we've got in the bank. And we live in Dallas. This is a hard city. As a city, this is a wonderful place to live in many respects, but it's a very materialistic city. And, and the, the world will tell you very quickly how, what your worth is based on some of these things. The list is long. And if you find yourself drawn into that, and you find yourself empty, 
You've got to remember this imagery today of sitting back at Jesus' feet. Because he's really the only, the only one who can speak into your life day in and day out and give you the life that you were meant to have. We're talk, not talking about eternal life. We're talking about the life that we've been given now. The great thing is you've got a choice. We all do. And when we mess up and we end up getting too busy and not, we don't t- pay attention to Christ himself, the great thing is that he already knew that was going to happen. And he forgives us and he helps us get back up and says, Okay, you've been doing your own thing for a while. Let's talk. I want to encourage you as a, a body to lean on that imagery the next time you feel down. And I want to encourage you, too, to call somebody. Call somebody that's sitting in this room or that's part of this church. Reach out. Be there for each other. That's what we do as church. We remind each other of some of these truths that we believe. And just remember, the party's already happening. God has already broken into the world. Don't miss it.